Welcome to the Bacash Podcast. My name is Don. I'm Scott. Mike adjustment. There you go. You're good. It was it was me. It wasn't oh. you. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, well, well, we're, we're, we're welcome back. Although I don't, I don't know, are we up to date on our podcast or? Um, I don't know when uh, this one will be a while. Okay. We uh, we took a spring break. Yes. For about four four and a half weeks. Yes. All right. um, but you won't know because by the time you hear this, you'll be like, man, it's so hot outside, it's summer. Or it's so hot outside, it's weird for winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're in the boat where it's cold, warm, something. It's cold for two days and then warm for two days. Yeah. And then it snows randomly and then yeah. it's hot. And, and, then it's, and then a hurricane, tornado. Maybe. Hurricane, yes. If we tornado, had, if we no. had bad, If we had bad, bad weather... Because I don't think we've had it really any bad weather. It's been no. kind of rainy and gloomy recently. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wind. A lot of wind. Which, I, like, even driving the cars, like, on the highway, because I don't do that mm-hmm. much anymore. Um, I'm like, well, it's always been like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but vans are, like, you know, wind magnets. Oh, yeah, they are. You I know? was going to say, my, my van and my, my little XD, both of them have been kind of blown around a whole lot recently. Uh, is our two other cars about the same size? Probably. I'd yeah. say so. Your car actually looks like it might be a little bit bigger. So I pull. So I have a Prius V, um, you know, theater of the mind. Got to tell them what's up. And uh, it, I pulled next to a Chevy Equinox, and they're very similar in size. The Chevy had bigger tires. Really? But, like, even despite the tire size different, they sat really close. And I was like, oh, that's bigger than I thought. Wow. It is... So I, I nerd out when okay. I'm looking for cars and stuff. And um, it is bigger than 80% of SUVs crossovers that are in the same class. Okay. So Or it has more internal space. Got it. For hauling or whatever. Okay. So, but I'll take that with my 43 miles to the gallon. I was going to say, so that's, that's what you get is 43 miles to the gallon? Yeah. When I drive it, we get like 44. When my wife drives it, we get less. More of a lead foot? She's a quick stop, jackrabbit start. Uh, yeah, she's okay. not. And where I'm more like driving to get the best gas mileage. Good. When I know how to, I'm not trying to like diss her or anything, but like the car has like several modes. Mm-hmm. It has eco mode. Yeah. Where like it lowers the amount of gas coming in so that like you can't take off as fast. Okay. Great for like in town driving. Right. It has normal mode, which is what like it's probably equivalent to most normal cars. Yeah. And then it has uh, power mode, which only the Prius V has. Okay. Um, where it will open up and let more fuel in so you can merge on highways or you can like pass uh, people and stuff like that's that. That's nice. Yeah. And then it has EV mode. Whoa. And EV mode is good for about a mile and you can't go over 25 miles per hour. So for me, when I pull into my neighborhood, I'll hit EV and just take it all the way home. Okay. So I'm using no gas for about a mile. Wow. Jill won't do that. Wow. She'll never touch that button. Okay. Like, she doesn't care about, like, going between all that. So I'm like, oh, eco mode, getting on the highway, power mode. Oh, I can do normal. Oh, I'm going back through a neighborhood. Eco, you know, like, I'll play with all the buttons. And she's like, no, just leave it. So you just push the buttons while you're driving. Yeah. Wow. There's, like, three little buttons on the console. And if you hit uh, the eco one, it turns it on. If you hit it again, it makes it normal. Okay. If you have power, it turns it on. If you hit it again, it makes yeah, it yeah. normal. Uh, okay. It won't turn on EV unless you're going slow. Got it. So, but yeah, I mean like the Prius battery is not like a Tesla battery. Okay. So it's not going to like. Make that big of a difference. Well, you're not going to get that far on it. Okay. Like you can watch the battery bar just go down when you're in EV mode. Really? And if it gets too low, it automatically switches back over. Okay. So. And does the, I guess the engine then or alternator just charges the battery cells then i don't know you know i don't know if there's an alternator but it is the engine that does it and it's the braking so when i brake the it's not actually hitting pads on motors unless i slam on the brakes okay um it actually uh uses the engine to slow it down and it feeds power back to the battery that way huh so and then like certain driving patterns you actually can get Better mileage in town than you can using cruise on the highway. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because when it gets to stoplights, it turns off and goes EV only. And then when you start going, it uses the electric engine until it can switch over to gas when you're going too fast for it. Okay. So it kind of does that game between the two. But it's not like those cars that just turn off and you don't like... Have you ever had a newer car that turns off at a stoplight and then you press on the gas and you can feel it start back up? I have not, but I've heard people's cars sound like they start yeah. up. 
Those are horrible. I've rented some for work. Oh, have you? Okay. Those are just like, you're like, I'm pressing on the gas and I'm not going and the car's starting. Like this actually, it like shifts over. So like you still move when you hit the gas pedal. Okay. So, I so, mean, I'm not beating any record times right. off the line, but... You don't I, buy a Prius to beat record times off the line. Right. You beat it because gas is 416 a gallon. That's fair. Or whatever it is, right? I think it's 379 right now. So we're a little lower. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was going to say, I got it this morning for 379 Yeah. So my wife works a half hour away from home. So when we have to do errands like that, basically it comes down to whoever's going the farthest takes the Prius. Uh-huh. Unless you have to take the whole family, because I got five kids, then right. you have to take the van. But we fill, I think, did I tell you last that We saved 200 bucks in gas out of our budget in the first month. What? Yeah. 200 bucks? 200 bucks. We saved, like, because we only filled up the Prius twice. And because we used the Prius, we only filled up the van, like, twice. Wow. So. Wow, yeah. I drive the nice. van to work because I, I drive less. And then Sarah drives the XD. I mean, I, I filled what? The van up this morning for fifty seven dollars. Yeah, that's about what we. It wasn't even fully empty. Like I was like, oh. what's the XD get miles wise? Um, it's actually probably maybe thirty five ish. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's not bad. I looked for one. Um, I was trying to get my hands on one. Those mm-hmm. are not easy to get. No, I mean it. It really isn't. It's a nice car. Like I, I like it. It's gets decent gas mileage. Um, oh yeah, I should say this is a used Prius V. <laughs> this is not a brand new. We use right now. Used stuff isn't much cheaper than brand new stuff, is it? We went to a Toyota dealer up in Dayton, Mm -hmm. and they had zero new cars in stock. Wait, what was the dealership called? Was it Walker? Was it White something Toyota? No. No, it was Walker, I think. I'm pretty sure it was Walker. Are you thinking White Allen or whatever? I might have been White Allen, yeah. We we bought one of our cars up in Dayton. Oh. No, that, so they had no. They had some used cars. They had a 2019 Prius with around thirty thousand okay. miles on it for like yeah. twenty two thousand. Oh, nice! A new Prius is like twenty five. Oh wow! With zero miles on it. <laughs> wow. Um, but we looked at. We got. We were like, okay, so if we got a new new car, like yeah. what would it cost? So we started talking to the guy, and he's like, we could have gotten a Corolla Cross. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember how much it cost, but it was like, it gave us pause where we considered it. Wow. It, but he said that basically what happens is you order it and when it comes in, you come and pick it up. They had none on the lot to even look through. And I was like, I was like, on my best day, if I was like wealthy, I can't buy a car sight unseen. Yeah. Uh, and this is like the first year for it. Yeah. I was like, oh. what if it handles like crap? Like I, oh, yeah. I don't know. I was going to do it, so we okay. didn't. Yeah, I, I... We didn't want a car payment. No. So. Yeah, I definitely want to know what I'm driving, what I'm getting a hold of. I mean, I guess if it was a Toyota. Right. Like... Yeah, I mean, how bad could it of the time, be? Right, but... But, but yeah. still, you want, you want to know what you're getting and what you're driving and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I didn't, like... I was like, well, you didn't get to pick the color. They told you which three colors were coming in. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so I can't even see a sample of it unless I go online. And like that photo's touched, you know, like yeah. you don't know how close that is to the color. Yeah, it's usually not. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, Toyota's got some of those weird colors yeah, occasionally. Do. So I was just like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah. Not right now. But yeah, they had, they had nothing new on the lot. Wow. No, nothing. And I bet you it's not going to get any, it's probably not going to get better anytime soon. So yeah. So we're happy with the Prius. Okay. The used Prius. I was going to say, it looks cool. Yeah. Oh, I looked out your window like I could see. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I saw it when you pulled up, so I was yeah. like, okay. And, and yeah, I mean, this is really new for you, so... Yeah. Well, newish. It's a it's a 2012. Right. Well, just so. new and to you guys. Oh, yeah. Because you guys... Did you get rid of your Nissan? Yeah, that's how we got the money for the Prius. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so long story short, I had a Mazda 3. I loved it. Had a... Compu- one of the computers went out, and we weren't sure if just replacing the computer would fix it, so I sold it. Um, and we bought a Nissan and, uh, I, I never liked it. See, that's why I even drove it. I just wasn't a fan. And then, um, I started reading about how bad their transmissions were. I was like, oh, that's not good. So then I talked to my sister-in-law who's, or my, her, her husband, uh, worked for a company that had their uh, vehicles were all Nissans. And, uh, 
she was saying that, oh yeah, they had to replace like so many of their transmissions like before 50,000 miles. And I was like, this has 30. So I'm like, do I roll with it and hope that it, you know, it's one of the ones that gets past that point or do I get rid of it and just try and get something else? So I just sold it. I just didn't want to deal with it. I don't blame me on that one. And it was weird. The brakes felt weird. It had a weird point of view. You couldn't reach anything as a driver. Oh. Like, I felt like even, like, to reach the window thing, you had to, like, reach really far up the door to, like, hit the windows. Yeah, and yeah. It just didn't, And it, I was driving with my daughter. I was going down a hill, and I, I stepped on the brakes, and she's like, well, that felt weird. And I was like, you're 11. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought the brakes feel weird, and I thought they felt weird, then they're that weird. That feels weird, yeah. yeah so yeah. I think somebody might have pad slapped it. Okay. But, yeah. whatever. It's not your problem anymore. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, the stereo would no longer support USB. How do you not support USB? So when I first got it, I'd plug in my phone and yeah. did it that way because there's no Bluetooth. Oh, it had Bluetooth, but only for calls, not for music. So yeah. I would plug in the USB and it was fine. And then suddenly it just stopped reading it. Oh, wow. I was like, what? So I bought a Bluetooth adapter mm-hmm. and that worked fine. But it was like, it's just kind of funny that suddenly it stopped. Like, How do you have Bluetooth for talking but not music like i i have no idea okay uh, now i have a bluetooth adapter that does nothing but sit in a drawer all right so if you ever need bluetooth for a car i got you i was gonna say we got that for the van where it doesn't have bluetooth and we're like all right we're gonna go ahead and get this little thing that works pretty well yeah Mm -hmm. so speaking of bloodshed yeah was that a good segue it was a great segue (laughs) i don't remember where bloodshed even came in uh israel's shedding of oh no no i got that it's just oh oh, yeah uh, he was a Viking, wasn't he? I'm sure he killed someone. Uh, there's teeth, and teeth bring blood. You and... know Bluetooth was like named after a Viking? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But Vikings pillaged in stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Blue stuff. Yeah. Okay. Blue Vikings. Teeth. All right. So with that, let's go ahead. <laughs> um, it's been a while, um, for us at least. Um, Don is going to be smart and have like a PhD. And uh, if... if this is all it took for a PhD. I'd be fine. I I never want to go to school again. Yeah. However, I've been buying up stuff for my Hebrew lessons. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's gonna have a master's degree in a week or two. Uh, yeah. Or three. You're fine. Um, so we've been we've been out for a while. Um, I've been working on my capstone, which has made us delay everything, including posting of episodes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But we've also had like. Somewhere then there, we've had some COVIDs. We've had some. Uh, two stomach flus. One yeah. was mine. One was Callan's. It's been a rough winter. Then Ezra got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I had three. Yeah, you Jeez, did. This is like three weeks in a row. Yeah, because I was, I was telling Naomi, I was like, oh, you didn't go near Ezra today, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so we will get to this, I promise. I, uh, at, at work, I was at home, and like it hit me. Mm-hmm. I went back to our IM at work, and I said, guys, I just found out the hard way I have a stomach flu. I got to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, he had a, a shard or two, and yeah. That yeah, was, was awful. Yeah, Ezra, like, vomited, turned white, because that's what he does. He's yeah. the pastiest little guy, and then uh, threw up one more time. Now, Callan, he had it, like, he was not well for almost, like, almost two or three days. Dang. He had a hard time. We were, like, giving him, like, you know, like a little tiny quarter cup of water, watching him, <sighs> making sure he had a rough. But, but uh, you know what? He barely suffered through COVID, so mm-hmm. I guess it equaled out somewhere. Well, that's how you got it was from him, didn't you? Not uh, COVID, but the the stomach flu, flu probably. Okay, that's I, I. So I'm maniacal, not maniacal. I'm crazy, whatever. When I when there's stomach flu, like I wear gloves mm-hmm. to clean everything up, and then I wash my hands. Like I actually used to wear face masks before whenever I'd go clean up throw up. Oh wow! Um, so we go through this whole COVID thing, and. We have no gloves and no face masks. And I'm like, we had mountains of this crap for months, but we obviously haven't had to buy it because everything's lessened. So we have all this. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that like, even though washing my hands and stuff, I just didn't have the protections I normally go through. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, I know he likes to cuddle up next to you when he gets sick too, so. Yeah, but he does that more for mom. Oh, really? So, yeah, he, he says I'm his favorite, but when he's sick, he goes to mom. Do you have a problem with that? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope, not at all. I'd be like, she, she came through here fine. She had nothing oh, this wow, time. Okay. So. Oh, so that's a win. He did, oh, I remember now. He sneezed and he got me. Uh, I actually... Oh, 
That little chump. So he did get you. Yeah. That was part of his plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad. Has <laughs> Yep, that's it. All right, all right. It's not, yep. All right, so speaking of vomit bloodshed. All right. <clears throat> um, there's all these bloodshed. <laughs> so um, we're on chapter 22, um, and we're on chapter 22. And I guess we'll start <laughs> with one through five and just kind of see what happens um, as we kind of get back into the swing of things of, of Ezekiel. Yeah, this might be the best episode or the worst. Yeah, all right. And don't tell us if it was bad. Or do tell. No, just, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, you don't email us any other time, so. Yeah, well, we just start now. <laughs> and the word of the Lord came to me, saying, And you, son of man, will you judge? And will you judge the bloody city? Oh, there was blood. Then declare to her all her abominations. You shall say, thus says the Lord, a city that sheds blood in her midst, so that her time may come, and that makes idols to defile herself. You have become guilty by the blood that you have shed and defiled by the idols that you have made. And you have brought your days near. The appointed time of your years has come. Therefore, I have made you a reproach to the nations and a mockery to all the countries. Those who are near and those who are far from you will mock you. Your name is defiled. You are full of tumult. Tumult. What you got? Scrolling, scrolling, I'm scrolling. All right. I'm like, why did I make this note? I'm just double checking here. Well, the word of the Lord came to me. So usually that means Ezekiel's not talking. True that. And God is. True that. Um, I have where he, in two through three, he's not judging the exiles um, or the leaders, but he's ta- judging Jerusalem itself. He's judging the actual people. Um, what is he judging them for? Well, they're detestable practices. Um, they're being punished for, for their own choices. Um. Yeah, and there's a kind of a pattern, but I'm just making sure I say this right before I spout off wrong stuff. Again, we're we were we're kind of coming back into it, so yeah, yeah. bear with us today. Yeah, I took these notes probably last time we like right after last time we met. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Right, I'm right there too. Um. So according to. The commentary who... Uh, I, I do a lot of work out of the Expositor's Bible commentary, and I forgot the name of the other one. Um, I'll get that for you next time I pass the mic to Scott. Um, basically talks about social blood... Or sorry, bloodshed starts off as a social sin, and it's a sin specifically against other people. And then God goes from that social sin into verse 4 and talks about being defiled by idols where now they're directly sinning against God, and that's more of a cultic sin. So there's kind of this, like, your social sin leads you to guilt before Almighty God, but the cultic sin leads you straight to defilement. Like, so you go from being guilty of sin to basically making yourself defiled. Hmm. Trying to find a good synonym for defiled, but I my brain is out there. yeah. As I yawn multiple times. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. And 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 the thing is, is like, therefore I will make you an object of scorn to the nations and a laughing stock to the countries. And that's verse four. Um, those who are near and those who are far away will mock you, you infamous city full of turmoil. Like, I mean, the thing is, is this is the opposite of the original covenant. Like they, they are supposed yeah, to be right? an example to the world. Um, they are supposed to be, oh, that's the way we want to live. And really, they've become the a- absolute opposite of what God had created them to be. Like, they're supposed to be reaching out. They're supposed to be seen as different. And, and now, really, you just got all these other nations making fun of them because, well, I mean, God is turning them over to their idol worship and to their sin. Um, and so they are not what it is that they were supposed to be originally. Right. Yeah, they're definitely not living up to... But God said, hey, I'm going to set you apart and make you uh, different. I put up the other commentary, and I don't know why it's not showing me the freaking name of it. I thought I could do this. It's God, I'm out of practice. I know, I am too. <laughs> oh, the guy's really uh, good, and I can't think of his name. And I can't so while he's looking that up, six through... Look, it says table of contents, and I get nothing. That's no help. Oh, yeah, 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 it's empty. <laughs> See, that's what you get for using an iPad. If you used a PC... It's Logos! <laughs> Which, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they wanted to sponsor us. So it's definitely the iPad's fault. Yeah, see, see? Yeah, because Apple's not going to sponsor us. Um, oh, yeah, they're not going to. Definitely not. All right, so verse 6 through... 
Oh, I don't think I'm going to Wi-Fi anymore because I got a new iPad. That's probably why. All right, fine, whatever. I'll tell you guys all some other time in the future who my commentaries are. Um, So actually, I have (sighs) 6 through 7 might finish that off and then 8 through 12. Yeah, so I I wanted to loop. I've got a bracket around these talking about how 6 spells out some direct violations of Leviticus 18 through... uh, 1820... 18, 20 through 25? Mm-hmm. I can't read my handwriting. So, And I have verse 5 being kind of to the people, and then now we're switching over to, okay, now it's for the princes. The Lord, so yeah. now let's go ahead and address the leaders. So 6 and 7, Behold, the princes of Israel in you, every one according to his power, have been bent on shedding blood. Father and mother are treated with contempt in you. The sojourner suffers extortion in your midst. The fatherless and the widow are wronged in you. You have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths. Yep, didn't say much good about the leaders. Yeah, no, they're good. And usually, if you remember back in Deuteronomy, I think it was Deuteronomy, right? I don't know. Many times in in many of the books that we've studied... um, when you, if you're a leader and you're choosing to lead them astray, it doesn't really go well for you. Wait, how far did you read? I'm sorry. I just read say, or seven and eight. Six through eight? Oh, no, six. Okay. Six and seven. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't read eight. So that's... Um, the interesting part is how there's the... Oh, my gosh. I got this. We can do this. Um, how that shows that that expands out... Um, so, behold, the princes of Israel, everyone according to his power, have been bent on shedding blood. So that's like the whole royal court. Father and mother are treated with contempt in you. The sojourner suffers extortion in your midst. The fatherless and the widow are wronged in you. So that's everything, like you said, in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. That's basically everybody you take care of. Yeah. You take care of your parents. You take care of the soldier. You take care of the widow. And you take care of the orphan. Mm-hmm. And it's like right here. Nuke. Yeah. Explosion. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. And and they're the supposed to be, I mean, the leaders of Israel, whether you're a priestly leader or whether you're a king, like your goal isn't just to be an authoritative mean person or to, to gain power. The idea is, <laughs> I was trying to think of. Uh, yeah, we, we still have our queen tag. <laughs> word that had, <laughs> um and so ultimately, like they're 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 doing the very opposite. Like they are not serving the people, which is what God calls the leaders to go ahead and do. And they're supposed to train them up in the ways of the Lord, but actually they're going against um, Deuteronomy. They're going against um, Deuteronomy's view of human rights. Um, yeah. They're going against the tradition of, of honoring your parents. I mean, it is, again, very much the opposite of everything Deuteronomy. And he says in Deuteronomy, you've got the choice of life and death, and here's your two choices, um, and the leaders are very much leading everyone else astray. Yeah. Which actually the New Testament gets into, like, leadership, uh, you know, leading the... All of the Bible gets into this idea of that higher responsibility of leaders and how it is that they're supposed to lead and shepherd their people. So that leads me kind of towards a rant. I'm about to get this master's degree from a Wesleyan University. Um, so we have devotional like tasks on occasion that we have to do. And they sent us this uh, leadership Bible. Yes, the Maxwell Leadership Bible. Oh, wow. And so we're supposed to read stuff. And I get uh, so annoyed because all this stuff is like so not biblical. And it's trying to like bend the scriptures into like be more business oriented. Oh, no. I'm getting a, so I'm getting a, my degree, my master's will be a business related degree. Um, it's not a cool seminary degree. Or, you know, anything like that. So everything's about like, you know, business leadership. It's actually like a business leadership degree. Like right. it's seriously what it is. And it's like, ugh. I read these little things. So I started kind of just like going off on my own tangents. And often I'll cite other commentaries and stuff. <laughs> and many times I'll get like, that's a very interesting perspective. That's <laughs> my notes. But that doesn't, it drives me nuts that like we've tried to take the Bible and make it into a book about like how to be a good business leader when it's really how to be a good leader in life Mm. and to emulate Christ to everyone. So the assumption being that regardless of station, 
you have you are in a position to lead, love, and serve somebody else. Yeah. So your daughters are in a position to live and love and lead classmates, right? Yeah. Family members, you know, like siblings, each other, like they're in that position where you as a teacher are in that position in your class with your your teaching peers, your students, etc. Me as a whatever the heck I do for my company, I'm I have a position title, but I can't think of what it is. I think of myself COVID brain. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I have my team that I lead and I, you know, I have to love and serve and lead them well. Like all this stuff is like what we're supposed to be doing, but the Maxwell Leadership Bible turns it into like, how did David gain the trust of his men to lead them? That's swear word. <laughs> God gave him that supernatural trust to lead people for his sovereign will. Yeah. Like, this is not like a well, it's, business it's not tactic. A, right, it's not a book on leadership. Now, you can see, yeah. Wow. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I can tell. I'm good. I'm just well, trying two more weeks. not to laugh as you go into that rant about daughters serving each other and my daughters are fighting in the hallway. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, I think about, like, my, my kids. Oh, dude, did I tell you that... Um, Justice finally challenged the old man. You? <laughs> and what? I don't know. We're, we're just standing around waiting. It was my uh, mother-in-law's birthday. So we're just kind of standing around waiting. Everyone's getting their food or whatever. We're standing by the couch. And uh, so he's been kind of hot to trot because he just benched 210. Dang. So he's hit the 210 mark. So he's actually four. He's 145 pounds. So he's benching in surplus of his weight. It's like he's repping that? And just bench. No, him. no, that's his that's his uh max? his max. He does his max twice. Wow. So he's he can rep one eighty. No. Still pretty good. He's nuts. But he so for his football team, they get awards based on if they can do these. They'll, and they'll get an all American award if they pass there's like four different areas. Yeah. And he's already got two of them. Wow. So he's already hot to trot. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm the man. You know, like so he like so he starts trying to grapple with me. Do you remember what happens when you grapple wow. with Josh Hiley? Yeah. He arm bars you. But do you remember what happens when you grapple with me? I shove your face into the dirt. Yeah. Like, I, I took him. He tapped. Did nice. But man, I was like, boy, okay. you going to come at the king? Okay, that, that's a fist bump the right there. Yeah, yeah you, you can't let your, uh, I, your I son take you out. He tried to get me, like, he did get me down. He took me, like, he did the takedown. Right. And so I got him in a position where I was, like, kind of, like, laying on top of him. And uh-huh. then um, he started taking his finger and shoving in my eyeball. And I was like, Whoa. I taught you that. <laughs> I, I got all like Narnia on it. I was like, don't quote the old magic to me. I was there when it was written. <laughs> like, and so like, so I took my finger, shoved it like up under here under his nose, oh, like nice. the bridge of his nose. I like pushed yeah. him backwards and then like I spun. So I wrestled for two weeks. The only thing they taught us how to do were cradles. <laughs> so I spun on his back and I put him in a cradle and I was just like crushing him and he couldn't get out of it. And finally he tapped and I was like, you came at the king, boy. Nice. You challenged the male headship. I, High a, five. I was going to say, I'm, I'm a little bit proud of him, though. Yeah. Um, but also, like, yo, bro, this yeah. king ain't dead yet. Nice, nice. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm only benching, like, my max right now is, like, 165. Right. Okay, whatever. But, dude. Yeah, but he's also a teenager, so he doesn't always think through his strategy yet. Right. So, well, once he starts thinking, really, he does? No, I was just like, I got in a lot of fights growing up. Okay. So, like, we're in kind of different worlds. He's a privileged boy. Got it. Okay. Like, I grew up in kind of a poor area where it wasn't uncommon to, like, use your fist to settle an argument. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm kind of used to it. Like, you know, and then, like, I spent, what, almost three years boxing? (laughs) Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think you still got a little bit of skill ahead of him. But man, I'm proud of him. Uh, yeah, I'm I was proud of him. You should be. So next one up is Eli. <sighs> All right. That bony guy, he'll kill me. <laughs> really? Oh, if we, man, we really got to do this. Okay, yeah, you, so. Wait, wait. If you ever, he does this thing where he takes his knees and he knocks them together mm-hmm. and he calls it the crabber jabber. And he'll like come after you and he'll like, he'll take his knees and it hurts so bad. Wow. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to have him do it to you sometime. No, I just watch him take you down. <laughs> um, he also took Taekwondo for like eight years. Oh, I'm not fighting him. Yeah, no, I'm cool. I'll, I'll watch you fight him. I'll, YouTube. That'll be our YouTube channel. <laughs> All right, we we have had a lot of we've had a lot of tangents today. So bloodshed. With that, oh, um, if Don fights his other son, there will be bloodshed. And Ezekiel talks about bloodshed. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go eight through twelve. <clears throat> you have despised my so. 
Yeah, you're right. Okay, so we're still talking about the leaders. You have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths. There are men in you who slander to, to shed blood, and people in you who eat on the mountains. They commit lewdness in your midst. In you, men uncover their father's nakedness. In you, they violate women who are unclean in their menstrual impurity. One omits or one commits uh, abomination with his neighbor's wife. Another lewdly defiles his daughter-in-law. Another in you violates his sister, his sister, his father's daughter. In you, they take bribes to shed blood. See, there's the shed blood. You take interest and profit and make gain of your neighbors by extortion. But me, you have forgotten, declares the Lord God. So I'm bringing up Leviticus here. So essentially, every one of these are points um, that start in Leviticus 18. And I'm going to start in verse... Why did I say it was only 18 through? I'll start with 18. So 18, 18. uh, And you shall not take a woman as a rival wife to her sister, uncovering her nakedness while her sister is still alive. You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness while she is in her menstrual uncleanliness. And you shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife. And you, and so make yourself unclean with her. You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Molech, and so profane the name of the Lord, God, for I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman, it is an abomination, and you shall not lie with an animal and to make yourself unclean with it. Neither shall any woman give herself to an animal to lie with it, that is perversion. Do not make yourself unclean by any of these things, for by all these the nations I am driving out before you have become unclean. And the land became unclean, so I punished its iniquity, and the land vomited out its inhabitants." So a lot of this section is like kind of in direct, it's like the direct opposite of what God said to do in Leviticus. Right. It's in direct opposition to the law is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. And like Leviticus, like it's almost spells out all the stuff that they're doing yeah. know, right here yeah. with a couple of extras thrown in for good measure. Yeah. And, and, and I don't really think we need to explain most of them. Um, I think that 8 right. through 12 is, is fairly... Yeah, the, the one where it says, um, you might be like, well, why can't you eat on the mountains? Well, the mountaintops and high places were actually the idol temples. Mm-hmm. And so when they're eating on there, they were participating in feasts that were for idols. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you've listened to us for any amount of time, you probably know that. But if you haven't, that might be new to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't understand the uncover your father's nakedness. I know that like Noah like had a big thing with that. Like, I think that was more that didn't they make fun of him? Yeah, I was wondering if this it, is it was, similar or is this like grosser? I don't know because like the next one is in you they violate women. Yeah, because like, I think the other one was disrespect. Like, no, it was more disrespect of your father, and, and that this, was a big deal. But uncovering your nakedness, I mean, I mean, it's still pretty gross. Yeah. I was trying to see if there's anything. I don't think there's anything in here else I would have come across. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I really want to know too much. (laughs) No, come on. We've got to study this in depth. I don't ever want to see my daddy naked. Uh, Yeah, basically all he says is they're profaning the Sabbaths, ignoring them, and demonstrating the rejection of the Mosaic Covenant. Um, And that's about it. And then they give some other verses in... Exodus 28, Leviticus 19, and like just a whole litany of verses in the mm-hmm. law that this section is like straight up. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of this still goes with our own culture. Like we've got all kinds of crazy sexual, what you, whatever you want to call it in our world today. And nothing isn't, nothing is necessarily thrown out in our current day and age. In fact, sometimes they, they congratulate you if you jump into some of these things. Um, idols. I mean, idol worship is is a huge part of oh, our yeah. society. I mean, we we got idols all over the place, and it might not necessarily be a god such as Molech or, or Baal, but you still have the gods of our culture that that are very much worshipped. Um, yeah, they just took on new names. Yeah, a lot of the similar traits. Yeah, I mean, um, we we don't sacrifice our children necessarily in the literal sense, but a lot of people will sacrifice their children for their career, for their standing, for you know. For even for the more disgusting acts, for drugs, for you know, like whatever happens to be. So yeah, yeah. We we saw Bullock. We've just renamed it. Well, I mean, you can even go to abortion and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Where I mean, I wasn't even going to go that dark, but you're yeah. you're worshiping your your you know the, the goddess yourself. Yeah, yeah, yourself. Um, pr- 
profit for the poor. I mean, things cost, I, I live in the city, things cost way more in the city. And really, right. if you're looking at it from a poverty perspective, like that's where, I mean, save a lot. <laughs> Sometimes that's more expensive than Kroger. Um, Don't get me started. Check and go. Um, oh, that's, yeah. Rent to own, gas prices. Um, I mean, really, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, we still see bribes. I mean, again. Well, and, like we also see, uh, you can go as far as like say advertising in a sense. Oh, yeah. it, it's designed usually to take advantage of people with poor impulse control. Hmm. Um, and a lot of times, sadly, that's lower income. If you have this, you will be out of that situation is yeah. often advertising. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty gross. So it's, it's not, this isn't stuff that, oh, this is Old Testament Ezekiel. Right. Uh, this is our current day and age, our yeah. current culture. I almost said the date and it, but I was like, yeah, you don't yeah, have to Yeah, by the time you hear this. Then. Yeah, it'll be 2055. Um, all right. Um, so it's going to say six, see 13 through 22 maybe. Yeah, that's a, I got a line there. All right. So that's how I studied it. <laughs> Um, Behold, I strike my hand at the dishonest gain that you have made and at the blood that has been in your midst. Can your courage endure or can your hands be strong in the days that I shall deal with you? Ooh, that sounds scary. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. I will scatter you among the nations and disperse you through the countries. And I will consume your uncleanliness out of you. And you shall be profaned by your own doing in the sight of the nations. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, the house of Israel has become dross to me. All of them are bronze and tin and iron and lead. In the furnace they are dross of silver. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have all become dross, therefore, behold, I will gather you into the midst of Jerusalem. As one gathers silver and bronze and iron and lead and tin into a furnace to blow the fire on on it in order to melt it, so I will gather you in my anger and in my wrath, and I will put you in and melt you. I will gather you and blow on you with the fire of my wrath, and you shall be melted in the midst of it. As silver is melted in a furnace, so you shall be melted in the midst of it, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I have poured out my wrath upon you. Melt in the midst of us. Oh, wait, that's not how that goes. That's a new worship song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I heard wrath a lot. So, yeah, there's um, a lot of this talk here uh, talks about dross. And dross is the useless impurities that come up when you melt metal. So if you're making a, you know, if you're blacksmithing something or you're making a piece of jewelry, you get the metal super hot so you can pour it into a mold or you can uh, shape it with a hammer, so on and so forth. But when you refine it, you try and get the impurities and maybe other types of metals that might be mixed in out of it. You heat it up. The dross is what comes to the surface and gets discarded. It's completely useless in the smelting metal making process. So when he says like, you know, the house of Israel has become dross to me, he's basically your wasted impurities to me. Um, But what's interesting is typically... When we have passages that discuss refinement, it's positive. Mm-hmm. God's refining you while you're suffering. You're drawing closer. I think of um, one of my favorite preachers to listen to, surprise, surprise, uh, is actually Matt Chandler. And he talks a lot about when he got cancer, that the one thing that came out of it is that he found out that he really believed this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he found himself like, after the initial like, he said it got pretty dark. Like, God, that guy's like cheating on his wife. Why aren't you taking him? Give him the cancer, you know, kind of thing. He realized that, like, I'm talking to God. I'm realizing he's real. Like, all that, that's refinement. Mm-hmm. Okay, we go through suffering. We go through hard times. God hits us with the hammer. He refines us. He melts away the impurities. This, on the other hand, is the impurities that God's melting away. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... This is not good. This is not positive refinement. And this isn't the first time that Ezekiel has taken an image that they're used to as seeing as positive yeah. and twisting it into something that's, well, wait. And, you know, at first, okay, all right, yeah, you know, I like this trial thing. It's just a trial. And he's like, actually, well. you're not this. You're the part that's being disposed of. Like, Pardon. so he's he's turning this story upside down. Yeah. Um, where at first they're like, okay, yeah, I've heard this stuff before. I got this. And 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 it's it can be a positive image of that refinement, and he's like, no, 
This right here is judgment. Nah, homies. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently you heard his sermon, what, two weeks ago? Is that what that... Uh, was that two weeks know. ago? I don't know. I feel like he just recently said that. I think he did, but I can't remember what the... That's so so I've been running something. more, so I hear more podcasts oh, okay. again, yeah. and I don't know where I'm at anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, he's just... Ezekiel, once again, is, is kind of going back and reversing a, a traditional story that they're used to. Yeah. And he's saying, well, actually we're going to tell it from a different perspective and it's not a perspective that you're going to like to want to hear. And I, and I will say like, I don't usually endorse a lot of like celebrity pastors, but man, if you're like going to miss church some Sunday or you're trying to just find somebody to get you through the week, village church, Matt Chandler. Yeah. It's worth a listen. Even if you're not a Baptist. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> now that um, you turn around and endorse us, Deal is a deal. No, I don't know. He, uh, he he suggested a book in his Revelation series, and it is a great book. Yeah. Oh, Jill bought a bunch of books that he recommended. And I was uh-huh. like, when are you going to read all those? And she's like, well, some of them are audibles. <laughs> <laughs> See, she reads like I do. Actually, she does some bit. of them I don't have. Yeah, she does both. She What's funny, she, she was a literature major. I'm like, aren't you like done reading? Like, didn't you read enough books? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry. So, anyway, um... I don't have anything else for that part. No, that's just, just yeah, just definitely it flips it on its head like you mm-hmm. said. I really like Ezekiel's style. Oh, yeah. So. You mean God's style? God's style. Yeah, because this ain't Ezekiel. Because didn't the words come to me? It Wasn't that how he started right. off 22? Yes. Don't you read your Bible? <sighs> that hurts. Yeah, I'm sorry. That hurts. Not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 23. You probably go through end. 23 through end? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. I was going to say, I have 23 through 31. I was like, oh, that's the end. Yeah. Um, and the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, say to her, You are a land that is not cleansed or rained upon in the day of indignation. The conspiracy of her prophets and her mist is like a roaring lion tearing the prey. They have devoured human lives. They have taken treasure and precious things. They have made many widows in their midst. So does that really help us keep our, uh, our clean thing? <laughs> um, her priests have... Did chapter 16 get us past that clean thing? Anyway, sorry. Her <laughs> priest... <laughs> well, don't we have like a, a clean tag on our our podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, that's more for swear words. Okay, we just had a roaring lion like tear stuff apart. Yeah. Her priests have done violence to my law and have profaned my many things. They have made no distinction between the holy and the common. Neither have they taught the difference between the unclean and the clean, and they have disregarded my Sabbaths, so that I am profaned among them. Her princes and her mists are like wolves, tearing the prey, shedding blood, destroying lives to get dishonest game. And her prophets have smeared whitewash for them, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land have practiced extortion and committed robbery. They have oppressed the poor and needy and have extorted from the sojourner without justice. And I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. I have returned their way upon their heads, declares the Lord God. Man, that's just positive and encouraging and uplifting. It is. Just trying to... Yeah, I don't really want him as my... um. My accountability partner. <laughs> Is he you? <laughs> I mean, at least hand it to me. Just just a little bit less violent, you know. You pull it down a notch, pull it down a notch. Less <laughs> ripping and tearing and blood. Yeah. Um, so what you got? Uh, one of the uh, main points is he talks about basically how the princes and the are utilizing or being utilized uh, by prophets to do horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways, so we often get into that argument, like, was that person really speaking on behalf of God? Was that really prophetic? And people are like, test it against scripture. And then you're like, okay, but I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. this is actually a place to tell because a prophet, um, a prophetic message, somebody who's prophesying um, that, and I'm a continuationist. So if you're not um, just pretend that, um, I'm smarter than you for a minute. Do you want to explain um, what that means? Uh, so I believe that uh, spiritual gifts still are in operation today. Like, I don't think that they had any reason to cease. Um, now, 
I still believe that miracles are miraculous and not common. So like, no, I don't think that there's going to be some guy that's going to go walking through a hospital, like, get up and walk, you know, like mm-hmm. pointing his fingers and like, you know, doing the Evan Almighty or Bruce Almighty and like making things happen. Yeah. As, but um, I do believe that some of the gifts that are quote unquote miraculous, um, I don't think there should be a distinction, uh, such as prophecy are more common and maybe not in ways that people realize. So a cessationist on the other hand believes all anything that seems like it could be written by, you know, J.R. Tolkien uh, has ceased. So, but um, any prophecy should lead others to life and not into death, essentially. It should be building up. It should be bettering the person that's receiving it, not taking advantage of them or destroying them. Essentially. And I would say that most, I feel like most prophecies, and I'm putting that in quotes with my (laughs) fingers, um, that we see nowadays, you hear people speaking prophetic or prophecy against the world. And we see a lot of prophecy in the Old Testament that's actually not against the world necessarily, but against God's people who are going against Ooh, God's direction. That's a spicy take. So like, spicy. I feel I, like many prophecies. I heard that from uh, my, <laughs> my daughter, if you hear that. Um, it sounded weird coming at me stereo. <laughs> many prophecies in, in our day are just, again, they're directed to the world, but mm-hmm. actually most prophecies in scripture are actually addressed towards God's people. Yeah, and like I think that there is prophetic warning but i don't so i believe there's prophecy but i'm very hesitant to think that there's an office of prophet does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah um i don't think that a lot of those guys that you hear shouting stuff out have any authority whatsoever i think that um that is been maintained through scripture and i think that we have the final warnings and judgments mm-hmm. already throughout scripture whether it's ezekiel or scary spooky revelation um, Revelation is far from that. It's pretty know, it's awesome. Kidding, kidding. Um, well, I think, I mean, even Jesus uh, prophesies over Jerusalem, and it's pretty darn a warning. I mean, pretty, well, you know, it's because well, woe to fill in the blank, his people. Well, I guess even, even in the, the Revelation 2, 3, like the beginning with the seven churches, yeah, the I problem. mean, he's like, here's the stuff you've done that's good, but yeah, let's talk about here's some things that you struggle with and you've got two choices. Um, you can choose to repent or not, and here's the outcome. So like, I mean, I guess even in Revelation, which Discipleship on the Edge by Daryl Johnson <laughs> um, is a, I mean, it's, anyway, it's, yeah, there's definitely some of that as well. So when you're prophesying over people, like, so for example, I have a, a friend I was um, headed over. I have a friend that do game nights every couple of weeks. Uh, it's basically an excuse for a bunch of guys to like get together and talk about life while, you know, uh, letting go of uh, almost everybody in this group has had some kind of weird trauma in their life, you know. Yeah. And I was on my way there the one night and I was just praying for uh the group as i was going there just randomly and this is not something i normally do normally i'm like oh man i'm gonna stop by speedway and get an energy drink because we're gonna be up till two in the morning you know <laughs> so um we get together like at nine o'clock at night and just hang out and whatever that's my bedtime i know i die those <laughs> i'm like so but these are these are such good dudes that like i'm like all right every couple of weeks we can do you know once yeah. a month we can get together and do this um and so i just like felt provoked to pray and one of them, I just, one of the guys, I was just like, kept hearing this, like, he needs to know that I'm his strength. Huh. And I was like, so I told him, I was like, hey, I'm not going to use his name on the podcast because he listens sometimes. I was like, hey, I feel like um, God's just saying that he's your strength. Hmm. And like, he's kind of like, oh, thanks, man. And that was it. Huh. I mean, he didn't break down and cry. He didn't like lose. He didn't say, oh, I'm being afraid about it. Like, whatever. But like, that was just basic prophetic encouragement mm-hmm. um now if i would have went there and been like hey brah like god's gonna strike you down he's coming for you like i that, that i don't think that would have matched the prophecy necessarily like maybe i would tread very lightly there yeah. i believe that prophecy is more exhortation mm-hmm. so 
Yeah. I feel like I'm speaking a little out of my depth here, so I'm just going to kind of like leave it at that and just say it's supposed to lead to life, not to death. Right. It's for lifting up and encouraging the believers. Um, I think there's a time when you might be calling somebody out on the carpet for their sin, and it might be revealed to you by prophecy, but I think that there's like a proper way to tread when that happens. Yeah, agreed. So Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. All right. Yeah. Anything else that you have? No, I think that's pretty much. Yeah, I didn't get. What's funny is I don't have a whole lot of notes on that half because it was very much like you guys are acting like yeah. fill in the blank, vile, vicious creature. Yeah, and because of that, verse thirty-one, wrath. Yeah. Um. I mean, and the thing is, is like God never just jumps directly to wrath. Even in Ezekiel, right. like we're on what chapter twenty-two. I mean. I mean, there was the whole uh, Assassin's Creed section. Right, but you still had to get that. Like, in, in all of the Old Testament, just uh, the Bible in general, like, mm-hmm. God gives anger, right? chance after chance mm-hmm. after chance after chance after, and you're like, dude, just like, and, and the thing is, is God never goes directly to that. Like, he mm-hmm. always provides opportunity for repentance. And, and that doesn't change um, in 2022 either, and and. You know, we, we've got Jesus and, and still like, okay, fine, eventually go to Revelation. When when you do come to, to the final judgment, like there's so many opportunities for repentance. Um, there's so many opportunities um, to, to turn. And, and, you know, unfortunately, many people don't choose that. Um, and, and, and I still feel that a lot of what what God use, utilizes is that he turns people over to what they wanted. That's true. Um, and in this case, Israel does want to be the neighboring nations. So he turns them over to that. But what they find out is that those neighboring nations are not gracious, benevolent God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're murderous, destructive yeah. Satans. <laughs> well, and the same judgment that's going to come upon them is going to come upon Israel as well. And in really, in in some weird thing, I guess, I mean, Israel still becomes the example. Because if you think about it, they're supposed to be the example in a positive way. Mm-hmm. However, they're the first to go ahead and mess up and be judged. And they're the ones that should have known better. So they're still being that example to the other nations in, in some way. Um, I don't know if that's biblical or not, but as I'm just kind of thinking through... No, I mean, it's definitely a correlation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as I'm just thinking through it, they still ended up becoming the example, just not the example that God wanted, and really not the example that they kind of really wanted. You know, they, they right. wanted to be seen as, we're pretty freaking awesome, and you should be awesome with us. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. But, yeah. Well, I guess that's all I got. Um, and since yeah. we're doing Ezekiel in order, um, we did chapter 22 this week, and, and we'll do chapter 23 next time. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, thanks for listening. Absolutely. Peace.